0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? What up, bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am Francesca, your host, who feels very uncomfortable this week. And that's because uncomfortability, is that a word? I don't know. Seems to really be my theme at the moment, both with what I'm talking about today on the podcast, but also what I've been talking about over on my Instagram, and we'll be bringing a little bit more into Law of Attraction Changed My Life. So if you are a regular listener, and particularly if you are a book club bitch, you will know that on this month's book of our book club, on day two of a 33-day manifesting challenge, I managed to manifest something that was very challenging for me, which was a exciting, local, easy breezy, casual relationship that I was excited about. Now, anyone that has been on Tinder or has done a lot of dating will know that that shit is quite hard to find. It's quite elusive to get really excited about somebody and for it to just be amazing, right? And look, I'm not going to lie to you. I've had some elite dick in the past, okay? I've had some elite dick. I mean, I've literally dated half of Tottenham. And by Tottenham, I don't mean the borough. I mean, the football team. I have had some great dick in my life. (laughs) And it's a lot to live up to. It's hard to live up to, especially where I have moved to in the countryside where it's just full of white farmers. Ugh, I can't deal. So anyway, this has been a very long time coming. You all know about the two and a half year dick drought the drought has been broken several times now by this person who has been very, very flaky for two years, very flaky, nothing's ever really happened. But it kind of felt like my only option for this perfect, local, easy breezy, casual kind of thing, you know. And I'm going to say casual relationship, even though it isn't a relationship, because I just don't want to keep saying dick appointment, just in case my mum or dad ever listened to this. <laughs> um, So yeah, this whole thing, it got to the point of almost being a little bit hostile, like it was not going to happen. And week one of the manifesting challenge, it's really sad. Don't judge me. But that was my manifestation. Like we're often encouraged to look at our wheel of life, right? And where things are going right in our lives. And for me, in so many areas of my life, I was so rich. I was so abundant. But as a woman, as an adult living in a house full of children, Despite having great family and friends, I really was lacking that, I want to say like romantic, but it's not, I mean, it's the least fucking romantic thing that's ever happened to me. But that exciting, you know what I'm talking about. You, even if you're listening to this with your husband next to you fucking, you know what I'm talking about when you have that excitement to like see somebody and then for it actually when it happens, it's amazing. It's even better. And it's so fucking elusive. So week one, it happened. And then I had a week of, I'm going to say turmoil. I'm going to say turmoil and uncertainty because what I didn't realize was, Opening myself up like this to be open to even a casual relationship, it really brought up a lot of stuff that had been buried deep for like two and a half years. I really started to discover that I had this need to control and the need to know for certain and a lot of stuff like this. And it really took me over the fucking edge. And I saw something online that said, We often think that we have to be completely healed to begin a healthy relationship, but actually relationships themselves, no matter what form they come in, can be healing and teach us so much more than we could ever learn from like a book, right? So it's great to know all the theory and to do the therapy and to learn about attachment and all this kind of stuff to have a healthy relationship, right? But also people and relationships are some of our best teachers, And I know that I learned so much more from being in a marriage that ended than I would have learned in a hundred books. So not only do you need to do the theory, but you also need to do the practical. And let's just say I'm taking my fucking practical test right now. This very casual thing brought up a lot of stuff for me, which I was not expecting at all. But do you know what helped me? I'm going to give you a little recommendation now. Um, There is this app called The Pattern. And it is incredible. You put in your, um, I think you put in where you were born, but also your time and your date of your birth. And it's like a mixture between horoscopes, but also like therapy. And let me tell you, this app is so fucking accurate It is so accurate. Let me just read you. So bearing in mind, right, here I am two and a half years living my best life, not a dick to be seen. She's living her best life. She ain't worried about nothing. But obviously that was a little bit avoidant. Then I have this casual yet amazing dick appointment. I'm going to stop saying that casual relationship appointment. And it threw me into turmoil. I felt really out of control. I felt really vulnerable. And I just felt really, really confused. And this is what my pattern said. If you've avoided opening yourself up in this way, some experience will likely come to alter your direction. Learn to let go and embrace this momentary lack of control don't force things to happen. Instead of holding on, learn to let go and embrace this momentary lack of control in your life. Try to accept this energy and permit yourself to ride the ways of expansion and allow for multiple possibilities. So basically, I did the classic girl thing where you have sex with someone and then you're like, well, when is it going to happen again? Am I going to see them again? When are they going to message me? Like I turned full on psycho for I'm going to say four or five days. <laughs> and I really had to check myself before I wrecked myself. And so anyway, the point of me telling you all of this is because I asked on my Instagram stories, you guys love hearing about my dick appointments. And I was like, I really feel like this is a really big part of my manifesting journey. I know that I'm good at manifesting money. I know that I'm good at manifesting things to do with like business and homes and children and all that kind of stuff. Right. But something that has eluded me is relationships. That is something that I'm very honest with you guys. I've always been honest with you. That is something that I have not been able to manifest. And I feel like it's only right, but I kind of wanted to consult you guys is, do you want to hear more? I mean, 98% of you said yes on my Instagram stories, but I want to share with you more the kind of journey of this casual relationship and what comes up for me and how I'm going to use this to really embrace learning more about relationships and intimacy and all this kind of stuff, because it is an area I really struggle with. And I know that so many of you do as well. And so I really feel like it would be an authentic part of my manifesting journey just to simply share more of this with you. And it's a very vulnerable position that I put myself in because, it makes me feel, you know, I have to be 100% honest with you. If this guy stands me up, if he fucks me off, if something happens, I feel like I've got to tell you because I want to be completely honest with what I'm learning and and how this journey is going for me. But let me just tell you, I have really learned to let go of the controllingness. And let me tell you, it's not about him. I think this is me. It's not him. It's me. That need to know, let me put this in a box. What does it mean? Like I literally used to call my dick appointments like dick Tuesday or dick Wednesday, depending on the day that I would see them. And I have to let go and realize, actually, it doesn't need to be something. It doesn't need to be controlled by me. It doesn't need to have a name. Like it can just flow and go as it does. And just, I need to be okay with that. And this is a learning process for me. This is a real learning process, but it's hard Not to get addicted when... Let me just tell you. When I'm saying I've manifested something. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology... Chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. I've manifested potentially, potentially some of the best sex of my life. That's all I'm saying, okay? That's all I'm saying. Five minutes away from my house, time to suit. It, I don't know how it's happened. I don't Because like I say, it's quite elusive, right? I remember years ago when I was like doing a lot of online dating. I remember phoning my sister up once and just crying and being like, I just want to feel something, like I just want to feel excited. I want to feel excited to see someone. I want to feel like, you know what I'm talking about? And I was so sick of going on so many dates and simply feeling nothing. And so, yeah, I'm excited that I'm feeling something and I will update you as updates occur. Anyway, this week, I also feel uncomfortable about this topic because it is something that I have steered away from on my main podcast for many, many reasons. And it's something that I've really only felt comfortable to talk about more, either in the book club or I created a three-week Manifesting Money workshop. And I felt like I could be really honest in there because people had paid to be a part of this workshop and they wanted the same things I did. And this is part of it, is that talking about money, you know, we're British, we're very like, oh, don't ask Barbara what she earns. Like, we can't talk about money for shit. We are so, so bad at it. And I am really trying to overcome that. And I just want to let you know that this podcast episode feels very, very uncomfortable for me. But I'm trying to break through that because I think what I have to share is super, super important and it could help so many of you because I know that so many of you don't just listen to this podcast, you actually implement what I'm telling you. So I really want this to help as many people as possible. So last summer in the book club, we did two months back to back of money mindset work and it is probably, not probably, it is the most success that I have ever had with manifesting and with the law of attraction. So remembering that when I started this, I really was not earning very much at all. i had been through the pandemic where I wasn't earning any money. Before that, I was working in beauty like two days a week, which I'm not complaining about. It was was good money, but nothing like what I was about to manifest. So I was earning like £50,000 a year, really, but then like I say, kind of nothing in the year prior to this because fucking COVID. And I went from that to earning £50,000 in one month. In one month. That was huge for me. And by the third week of January this year, I had earned more than I had in the previous three years. So insane, insane money upgrades. Huge. And so much of it I want to share with you. Um... But like I say, I made it a private course because I just, it makes me very uncomfortable. And that's something that I'm really, really trying to work on. So what we're going to talk about today is energetic spending, the power of energetic spending. And this is a tiny aspect of what I have taught in my manifested Money workshop. It's probably about 1% of it, but it's something that I think is really important. We also learn about breaking down wealth blocks, EFT for money, subliminals, wealth affirmations, setting specific goals, income tracking, self-worth work, wealthy woman work, all that kind of stuff. But I have to say energetic spending is one of my favourite things to talk about, but also one of my favourite things to practice. So there is a huge difference. I guess the first thing to say is that there is a huge difference between choosing not to spend money out of a desire to honor your money, you know, you've earned that money, you've worked hard for it, or maybe you haven't worked hard for it. Maybe it's come really easily to you, but that's your money. There's a difference between that and choosing not to spend money out of a fear of it running out. These are two very different energetic uh, states, okay? And there's some very ironic, um, what's the word? There are some things that I spend money on that you'd be like, what? what the fuck? This makes no sense, right? So the other day, I last Sunday, I took my daughters to a boot sale because something that I really sort of resent spending money on is toys. So you can buy kids toys, right? And they will never fucking play with them. The amount of things I've spent a lot of money on for my girls, and they've never played with them. You never know whether they're going to love it or not. And also, kids get bored of toys really quickly. So the other thing is, you have to fucking build them yourself. When you buy them new, you have to build them yourself. And it is a ball lake. So one of my favorite things to do is to go to boot sales and get secondhand toys that are already built, already played with. I bring them home. If they fucking love it, brilliant. And if they don't, guess what? I give it to charity and it doesn't matter. So we went to a boot sale on Sunday. Lovely experience. We all sit and had bacon and egg rolls together. It was lovely. And I got them this like multi-story, like I guess a car park with like a little slide that slides around and it had these little cars that slide down it. Five pounds, right? Fully built. My children played with that all fucking day they played with it non-stop they fought over the cars they loved it so much and you know what we're a week in it's Friday now and they still play with it every single day now if they get bored with it in a couple of weeks I'll probably put it in my shed for a week or two then I'll bring it out again then if they really get bored of it guess what I'll give it to charity it was five pounds they also got a little baby rocker they're really all of my daughters are really into like baby dolls at the moment And they have like little push chairs to put them in and shopping trolleys. And I saw his little rocker, three pounds. Reva has played with that non-stop every day. So for the grand total of eight pounds, I had two toys that my children have been absolutely enthralled with all week. Now, again, did I go there because I feel like, oh, God, I'm not really a wealthy woman. I, you know, I need to I need to buy secondhand for my children. No, it's because the energetic feeling of that spending was like, oh, God, I hate buying more new plastic that they may or may not play with. But do you know what I also did in that same week? I donated over 300 pounds to charity. There was a, lo- a girl local to me that she goes to my baby group, and she's doing like a rations thing for Syrian refugees. I donated two hundred pounds to it in the name of the book club. Then one of our book club bitches was leaving an abusive relationship, and um, one of our lovely—I mean, what a fucking community—one of our book club bitches um, started to go fund me to help her and her children, and I donated a hundred pounds to it. Now I don't say that to be like, oh, guess what, guys? I donated three hundred pounds to charity this week. I don't say it to be like that. What I'm saying is, I want you to understand. Is it the juxtaposition? Is that the word? I don't know. But I went to a boot sale and spent £8 on toys for my children. But then in the same breath, spent £300 on charity donations. That's what I want you to understand about energetic spending. To the outside, it may not make sense. And you might be like, why the fuck would you do that? But to you, it's the energy of the spending, how it feels to you, that makes the sense. So, I want to share with you three different aspects of energetic spending. And the first is changing the way that you feel about how you spend money. So, feeling good about it and feeling bad about it. Now, we all have those payments that come out that we resent paying for. We all have those things that you're like, I can't believe I have to fucking pay for this. Now, what I would recommend is automate that shit as much as possible put it on a direct debit because you know what you won't even see it going out you will completely forget about it out of sight is out of mind that's the first thing you can do because otherwise every time that bill comes up you'll be like what I've got to fucking pay this again now there are things that you have to buy right like petrol or diesel and the cost of fuel is through the roof at the moment and i know that for so many people it is a huge huge factor in how they feel about their money and what they're spending money on. So how can we make things like this better? So it could be your supermarket shop, you know, the cost of food is going up. It could be things like petrol or diesel for your car. So this is what I do. My car at the moment is costing well over a £100 a tank to fill up. I'm sure that yours is too. And the way that I feel better about this is I, number one, will now only get fuel at Tesco because it means that I can use my Tesco club card points. Now, using my club card makes me feel like it's a good spend, like I'm getting something back. But do you know what else? I double down on that shit. I also use my Amex card. Now, up until this year, I had never had a credit card in my life. I'm very, I was, should I say, very anti-credit, anti-debt. It made me very, very nervous. And then I realized that that in itself was a whole limiting belief around money, more of that in the workshop. But I got an Amex card because every pound you spend on there goes towards um, your BA, British Airways, flying, what do you call it? Frequent flight, basically air miles, right? So all this money that I'm going to spend anyway, stuff like food shopping, nappies, petrol, my McDonald's breakfast, I don't know, necessities. I'm going to spend it anyway. So, why not get points for it? And then at the end of the year, who knows when I fly to America, I could go fucking first class bitches. I could upgrade for free. So, that's a really simple way that you can feel better energetically about the money that you have to spend anyway. Another way to do it is to spend locally or spend in small businesses. So, I know that I. I do not feel great about shopping at Amazon or really big stores that maybe do tax. No, what is it? Is it ev- no, it's not evasion, is it it's avoidance. What's the legal one? We all know those ones that do it, right? It doesn't feel good to spend there, yet we do it. But I tell you what does feel great is releasing money to small businesses that you know it will have such an impact and almost feel like and I don't mean this is in a patronizing way to small businesses, but almost feel like it's charity, like not charity, but feel really energetically good about spending with that small business. Know that when you press that button to pay, you're like, yes, this is going to help someone pay for their daughter's dance lessons, or this is going to pay for their son's violin lessons or whatever it might be, or for them to, you know, get a new carpet in their house. It really makes you feel so much better about spending money. The aim of all this is, is that every time you spend You shouldn't be doing it out of fear and lack and wanting to hold on. You should be gratefully letting go and feeling great about it. Now, the second part of this, number two, is remember that releasing money brings you more money. Now, this can be a really hard one to get your head around, particularly if you are currently feeling a real lack of money in your life. And this is something that I've tried to explain to my mum so many times, and she is still yet to really understand it. But it's kind of the same way that the law of attraction works for everything, right? When you release and you let go, that's when it comes to you. So holding on to money for fear of it running out is kind of like the worst money mentality you can have. And so many of us have that, right? But the incredible thing is that When you release money, it gets replaced, no matter how much you spend. Now, of course, this is really up to your discretion, how much you practice this. And it's up to you to practice this responsibly and to do it incrementally to build up your faith and to see the results. So one of the most interesting things that I learned whilst working on my money mentality was that we all have this energetic set point, right? So have you ever noticed that no matter if you got a pay rise or if you came into a little bit of money or say you had some extra expenditure, your bank account kind of always ends up at the same point. You might always end up with £1,500 in your bank account or you might always end up with zero at the end of the month. Or you might not feel safe unless you have £50,000 in savings. Or you might be the kind of person that once you get an eviction letter, that is kind of like your cutoff point. You're like, right, okay, no. But no matter what it is, you'll find this same pattern repeating in your life for many years, you will always reach this same point that you're comfortable with. For me personally, before I started doing all of this energy work around money, I would occasionally go into my overdraft, but I was always able to pay it off as soon as I noticed I was in it. And my bank account would always sit somewhere between one and three thousand pounds. That's just that was my energetic set point. That was just what I always seemed to have in my bank account. Now, that's your subconscious energetic set point. And unless you consciously change it, that is what it will always be. That pattern will repeat itself till kingdom come. Now, when I learned about this, I consciously, using the tools that we learned, increased my energetic set point. And let me tell you, this shit works. This shit works. And I've increased my energetic set point now incrementally over the last year to the point now where Well, I can barely fucking believe it, to be honest with you. And this is where I feel very (laughs) uncomfortable, very uncomfortable with sharing because it still feels so wrong and uncomfortable to talk about money. But Amanda Francis does it, right? I remember her coming in the podcast and saying like, I set an intention to earn $700,000 last month. And I just think, fucking hell, you go, like you just put out there what you want. But okay, I'll be honest with you. I have been gradually increasing my energetic set point over the last year to the point now where my next goal that I'm almost just about to hit is to have £200,000 in my business bank account. Now, half of that is going on tax. So it's not on mine, but it is mine. I've earned it. Um, It doesn't matter whether it goes on tax, whether it goes in savings, no matter what it is. That Is my new energetic set point. And to go from one to £3,000 and occasionally in my overdraft to then £200,000 is insane to me. But my point is releasing money knowing that it will always be replaced and that it will always come back and reset to that energetic set point, no matter what that figure is for you is a very powerful thing to learn. And like I say, this is really only something you can learn through consistent practice of it and building up how you feel comfortable. Which leads me on to point number three, which is probably my favourite, and that is intentional spending. And the reason I say it leads me on is because I have set myself the target of when I reach my 200,000 mark, I am going to buy myself a celebratory reward and this is all about intentional spending. So you can feel bad about spending or you can use spending as an intentional way to create more and receive more. So intentional spending is making purchases that sends a signal to the universe that you are a wealthy woman or it is an item that supports the lifestyle that you are creating. So my item when I am hitting that marker is I want to buy myself my second Cartier Love Bangle and it's going to be one of the ones with diamonds in which I'm very, very excited about. And I'm going to get onto that more in a minute, but I want to go back to the beginning of my journey with this because a lot of you listening, you might be right at the beginning of this journey and I don't want you to be like overwhelmed by do I have to buy myself a fucking Cartier bracelet no so when I first started my energetic spending I did a lot of things like I started hiring a cleaner twice a week. I started HelloFresh. I hired a window cleaner. Like for me, in my whole life, I'd never had a window cleaner as a child or an adult. That was like a rich folk thing. Like I'd never fucking had that. I hired a handyman. I hired a bookkeeper because that was a very highly symbolic upgrade to show the universe that I intend to earn more. I intend to be in a different tax bracket. I'm going to need someone who can 100% keep on top of this because it's not my area of speciality. I hired a website designer, I hired a warehouse to to, um, deal with my necklaces, and I started making regular charity donations. So all of these highly symbolic purchases were things that showed the universe and also showed myself that I value myself as a person. I'm a wealthy woman and I require all of these so that I can continue to build my business and grow. So that's exciting. But the second part is items that support the vision of yourself as whatever it is that you want to be. So a lot of us decided in the book club that we were Wealthy Women with a capital W. We were Wealthy Women and you have to purchase items that support that vision of yourself. So I got into the habit of every month I bought myself something very nice And it's really easy to spend a lot of money on shit, right? You know, I can go into Primark and spend £200 with the best of them. Like, that is easy. I can be a basic bitch really easily. But spending money on nice items is actually quite tricky. And to begin with, I did not know how to buy myself nice things because I didn't know my taste yet. And I would just buy myself once a month, you know, I got myself an Armani nappy bag, like a a changing bag. I got myself like something from Gucci. I got myself some really expensive ballet pumps. I started to buy myself really nice things and I got into a real habit of it where At Christmas and um, my birthday, you know, Christmas, I got myself like a designer bag and a scarf. And then for my birthday it was like kind of the big one. I bought myself a Cartier bracelet. And that was like a really difficult thing to do because the kind of person I am, number one, let's remember, your girl's are basic bitch. I have grown up wearing Primark every goddamn day, okay? <laughs> I wear a lot of Primark. When I was younger, we used to shop at Pitsy Market. Oi, oi, shout out Pitsy Market. If you're from Essex, you might know it. It was a fucking great place. But it was almost to the point where I didn't realise that shops were indoors because as a child, we would only get our clothes from outdoor markets. So for me, it is a real energetic shift and something that can sometimes be quite uncomfortable to spend a larger amount of money on myself for one item. And like I say, you know, I could sometimes spend... £200 in Primark, right? Buying a bag of shit of cheap clothes that I don't need. And yet spending £200 on a bag for myself or something could be really uncomfortable because it's not who I think I am, my... my. My vision of myself for so many years has not been the kind of person that would spend that on one item. And so it's really about shifting that mentality and realizing I am worthy of nice things. I am worthy of things that last and that are sustainable and that. Support this image that I am now a wealthy woman. And you know, my mum and my sister are exactly the same. They do not treat themselves. And we're the kind of women that we would put extra money in our savings before we'd ever go and get a manicure. Or, you know, we would pay off a bit of our mortgage rather than buy ourselves something nice. And I want you to understand that I've bought myself a lot of token items over the last year that support this vision of me being a wealthy woman, but don't get it twisted, I truly don't actually give a shit about designer things. I don't cover any of these things. I have to actually really search out things because I I don't follow designers. I just don't really care. But it's more the energy of it, right? It's what it represents and what it says to the universe about you as a wealthy woman or gay man whoever's listening to this. So these purchases have never ever been at the expense of important things. So during this period of time, I've really increased my wealth mentality. I have doubled my mortgage payments on my flat in London. I've doubled that shit up. So I'm paying it off quite twice as fast. I put money every single month into stocks and shares ISAs for all three girls and myself. So four savings accounts. I invest a little bit each month in Bitcoin because my brother-in-law told me I had to. And I've saved a deposit for a house. And, you know, all the other little things, you know, my daughters go to groups and classes and extracurricular activities. These luxury items are never at the expense of these really important things, but it doesn't make them any less important. Because what these luxury items do is they remind and reinforce you daily that you are a wealthy woman. They remind and reinforce daily that you are a businesswoman, that you are increasing your wealth every day, that you are worthy of nice things. And it doesn't have to be... Items that you wear. You know, I've spent a lot of money on items for my home because your environment, what you see every day, again, really reminds and reinforces the person that you are. So, one of the big upgrades I made for my home was I had a corner of my new kitchen that I really wanted, like a comfy chair. And normally I would just go to like DFS or Home Sense, fucking love Home Sense, shout out Home Sense, I fucking love them. If they want to like do some sort of collab PR, I'd be well up for it. But normally I'd get something, you know, around the like 100, 200 pound mark. And I saw this chair, right? And it was made out of like New Zealand sheepskin. It was incredible. And it was from Timothy Alton. And it was, oh God, I see, I feel sick even saying it sometimes, but I think it was like three and a half thousand pounds. I don't remember now. And that was a huge leap for me to buy something like that for my home, huge leap. And that's what I want to kind of let you know as well is every time I've made these purchases, I have felt a little bit uncomfortable about it. And I've really had to like force myself and you'll soon start to discern between this purchase is right for me or this purchase is wrong for me, or this purchase is right for me, but it's something outside of my comfort zone. And I have to acclimatize myself to having nice things around me. And so I bought this fucking three and a half thousand pound chair. And everyone told me it was a mistake because I mean, sheepskin that can't be washed with three young children. But you know what? Shout out to the girls. That chair is still fully intact one year on. It is pristine. And Every time I see that chair in my kitchen, it reminds me that I am a wealthy woman. And just like when I buy my new Cartier bracelet for myself to celebrate my new financial goal, it will remind me that I bought that to celebrate reaching a point that I didn't ever think was possible, let alone think was possible for a single working mum. Do you know what I mean? And so that is the importance of these token items. This is the importance of these highly symbolic items that, that show you and the world, but it's really more for you, the kind of person that you are and the kind of life that you are creating for yourself. So some great places to start with this could be something luxury for your home environment. It could be something for your bath time. Something people love to do is buy a very expensive, very luxurious um, bubble bath or bath products or something like that. Having a very luxurious, expensive bath can make you feel like a wealthy woman. Another great one to do is expensive bed sheets making your bed feel very luxurious and expensive will literally change your life because it's somewhere that you spend time every day. It is something that will increase and raise your vibration and make you feel like the wealthy bitch you are. So it doesn't matter what the item is. It also doesn't really matter how much it costs. But it's how it makes you feel. And you guys were laughing at me. But in the book club, I was saying about how one of the things that makes me feel like a wealthy woman, and I don't know why it does, but the co-op, don't laugh. The co-op do a fucking um, a tiger loaf, a sliced tiger loaf. Oh, my God. If you have a co-op near you, it is a brown and orange like paper bag and when they have that shit in i buy 3 loaves because having that in my home and having like luxurious toast rather than just basic bitch hovis white toast it makes me feel like a wealthy wealthy wealthy, wealthy woman you want to sit here especially if you're having financial troubles and feel like well, I can't buy myself something luxury. You can literally start with maybe a luxury honey or a luxury jam in the supermarket. You know, go to Waitrose and buy a really nice jam that makes you feel like a wealthy woman every time you use it. It could be something like a bubble bath that's like 20, 30 pounds. And that would be normally completely not where you feel comfortable spending 20, 30 pounds. You know, it could be something as simple as one pound fifty on a loaf of fucking tiger bread. And that is pretty much all I have to say on energetic spending. I hope that that's all made sense to you. Like I say, that is about 1% of what I taught in my Manifesting Money workshop. If you want to come and join that, it is a three-week workshop. You have a video tutorial every week. And then there's homework and challenges to do and exercises each week. And by the end of it, I promise you, your life will fucking change and your bank balance will change. Because it worked for me and it's worked for so many of you that have done it um and like I say I just want to share this with as many people who are in my demographic you know you guys the listeners and so many of you are like me who might be single parents or you know maybe didn't go to university or are just trying to be the kind of rich where you get to pick your child up from school. You know, that's quite often that's the kind of rich that we're trying to aim for. It's just being able to pick our children up from school and not having to be at work every hour that God sends and, you know, having a holiday and all these amazing things. I know that talking about money can sometimes feel really unspiritual and trying to manifest money can make us feel really uncomfortable. But if it makes you feel uncomfortable, I would really... Or if anything that I've said today... This is really interesting. Anything that I've said today, saying about the £200,000 goal in the thing, buy myself a Cartier bracelet, if any of those things make you feel uncomfortable, I really want you to turn this in on yourself and look at why that makes you feel uncomfortable. Why does it make you angry? Why does it make you sad? Why does it make you uncomfortable? And I really want you to explore that and work on your money mentality because I'm telling you, I'm telling you this shit, works and I can't wait for you to message me and say do you know what I implemented what you said I bought the tiger loaf and now I'm buying myself fucking Gucci bags every week I don't know whatever it is for you and that's the thing everyone's is going to be different um remember it's not what you buy or how much you spend it is the energy and the feeling behind it So if you want to come and join that course, I'll leave the link down below or you can find it at my website, which is francescaamber.com. And that's all I've got to say this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you didn't like any of what I said today, because I'm feeling very anxious about it, please don't at me. Please don't. Um, Just keep those thoughts to (laughs) yourself. yourself. Um, And I will be back next week with more law of attraction, tips, tricks, whatever. If you enjoy this podcast, please, please, please do leave me a review, subscribe and rate. It takes a matter of seconds. In fact, to rate it literally takes about two seconds. To review it takes about 30 seconds and subscribing, well, takes one second. It's just that button, isn't it? But it really helps my podcast to get more visible. This is a free podcast. It will always be free. And so it would really help me if you could get it reaching as many people as possible. And if you're intrigued about our book club and want to know more, we are currently halfway through a 33 day manifesting challenge. Now, a common misconception is that you have to start it the exact same day as everyone else. You don't. You can start at any point you like if you want to manifest yourself a good old dick appointment, <laughs> maybe come and join the book club and see what you can manifest in 33 days. It's honestly such a wild ride. It is such a wild, oh God, that sounds, I didn't mean it like that, but that is also a wild ride if you know what I'm saying. Right. I'll see you bitches next week. Say no more. Law of Attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. Millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, so check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Hold up.